Health is everything. Health is everything. La salud lo es todo. La santé est tout. Health is everything. Health is everything. Hi, I'm Eleanor Barrett, age 8, and you're listening to Health is Everything, No Kidding, a podcast from the Emory University Center for the Study of Human Health. When my mom was 8, she had a radio show called No Kidding, a talk show where she interviewed doctors about health issues that matter to kids. So now I'm 8, and it's my turn, and there's a lot to talk about. Health is Everything I'm here with Dr. Monica Roots, who is a child psychiatrist and chief medical officer of Sanvelo Health, a telemedicine startup from United Healthcare. We are here to talk about being a kid in a pandemic. It's weird and scary, and I think all of us kids could use some help and advice from someone other than our parents right now because they're acting kind of weird too. Dr. Roots, what's your advice for kids to stay emotionally healthy right now? So it is kind of a weird time right now. And actually, one of the best things that you can do to stay emotionally happy is actually the same things that you do to make your body healthy, like moving around. So maybe just pick your favorite song and have a dance party that day with your family or your brothers and sisters. Or maybe do something like drawing a picture for someone in your family or even a friend that you can send along. Once you've found something that makes you happy, The next thing is making sure that you're sleeping well and eating well, and then trying to spend some time outside, get some fresh air. And then of course, try to have some contact with your friends, write them a letter, maybe have a Zoom video like this, or even message them, because that way staying connected can also make you happy. Okay, all right, this is my second question. I overheard my mom talking to my grandfather about someone in the hospital. I was scared and I didn't know if I should ask her about it because I didn't know if I was supposed to hear it. I was supposed to be in bed, but I was worried, so I was coming out to find my mom, and then I heard all this scary stuff. What should kids do when they overhear scary stuff? When you hear your parents talking about anything that sounds scary, it's okay to ask them what's going on. Many times when you hear scary things on the phone or that your parents might say, it actually makes it more scary in your mind if you don't ask. So a way to do that is ask your parents what's going on. They'll explain to you what they can, and that will probably make it a little less scary. The other thing that you can do is try to focus on things that can actually calm your mind and your body. Sometimes our minds can actually play tricks on us and make things seem even more scary than they actually are. So sometimes... What I do is I call those scary thoughts, I name them, like call them Elsa or Bob, whatever, and just say out loud, stop, Bob, you're kind of annoying me right now, or Elsa, knock it off, you're getting a little much, get a little loud, and sometimes that makes it a little silly, but also a little less scary, and then, of course, try to do other things that make you feel calm, like remember a really happy time or a vacation that made you feel good close your your eyes and kind of remember that time. If you can feel yourself in that moment, in that happy sort of moment, it'll actually calm down your thoughts until you can talk to your parents the next time. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I kind of do something else where I pretend I have like alicorns and I pretend that they take all the monsters and scary thoughts onto the roof and then they feed them, and then whenever my siblings hear, say that they heard something, I'll tell them that the monsters just accidentally broke a branch when they were swinging on the trees. I like that idea. 
All right, here's another question. I miss my friends and I can text them, but I know other kids can't always do that. What are other ways to communicate and stay in touch with one another? I think right now is a time to be really creative. So maybe it's making a really silly picture or a really nice picture that you can tape on your front door and then maybe ask your parents to tell your friend's parents that you put up something special for them and maybe they can drive or walk by and see it. Or maybe you could write them a letter, say, I miss you, and actually send it to them. Other ways are these Zoom things that we're doing, right? And maybe having a play date or maybe getting some new Legos and being creative together and doing that over the video or maybe even just the phone saying, hey, what's up? How is it going? And just spending a couple of minutes that way, just connecting. Tell them that you miss them and see what they're up to. Mm -hmm. I have um, little FaceTimes with my friends sometimes and with my best friend, Elizabeth. That's how I decorated my computer. I showed her it and she would help me choose stickers and where to put them on my computer. And then I've been doing, and then I also have been writing letters to my friends as homework sometimes. And, and I haven't gotten any responses, but my siblings have. And I have... That's probably because me and my friends can text and, the, and the, they can't. But, I mean, it's kind of nice to be able to talk with them. That's a great idea. I love that. Mm -hmm. Question number four. I'm stuck with my brother and sister all the time, which can get annoying. I want more alone time or maybe just to be with my friends. But it can get pretty frustrating to be with your younger siblings all the time. Any advice on that? Oof. Man, that's a tough one, right? At any time. I think maybe one of the first things is to try to make yourself a schedule for every day, right? So maybe you're going to do schoolwork first thing in the morning, and then maybe schedule in some self-time for yourself. Time in your bedroom that's just going to be yours, and tell your parents, like, that's just my time. I want to be able to have some quiet time. Or maybe schedule some time that you could go just play with something on your own. That way you know that you're going to have some time to yourself. But, of course, that doesn't always work, right? So if you're in the moment where, mm, I'm getting really stressed out, it's too much, too much noise, they won't leave me alone, say, hey, five-minute break. Just say that. Walk away. Go to a different part of your house. Maybe that's your special place. Take a couple of deep belly breaths. Deep belly breaths are actually a sign for your brain to calm down your body so that frustration goes away. And then when you're ready, come back. But just know that it's okay to take a self-break. My teacher told me about the belly breath. She said, like, breathing out, like, calms down your brain and more than breathing in does because if, like, you're breathing really, really fast, then, like, that, may, that sends your brain, like, oh, no, she's scared. And then, like, to calm down, you have to, like, take belly breaths. Yep. Another way of doing it is actually pretend that you're blowing out birthday candles. Yeah. Um, and my sister about the, um, like going out for five minute breaks, my sister does that all the time because she gets stressed about her spelling words a lot. And she doesn't like the, the, com the computer. Whenever she accidentally capitalizes the letters, like then, then it will mark it wrong. Like the computers are crazy. Yeah. They're kind of stressful. I have gotten used to that because I've taken my spelling tests over the computer every single time. Yeah, but you know what's so good about what you just said? That 
you've learned. And this is a time for you to teach your younger siblings about, you know, this is hard, but I got through it and this is what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another stuffed animal, uh, not a question, but it's about a stuffed animal. Okay. Unicorn, that is my favorite stuffed animal that comforts me when I'm scared. She's with me all day right now. Is that okay? But she's not with me right now because that would be weird. You know, things are really different at the moment and sometimes they're a little scary, right? Like you are used to going to school every day and seeing your friends and now you're home. That's different. Any change makes us a little bit scared or anxious is sometimes what people call it. So, you know, your unicorn is something that you probably use to feel calm and remember feeling safe. And right now that's absolutely okay. If you need your unicorn with you to make you feel happy and safe and remember really good times when you're with your unicorn, I think that's absolutely fine. All right. Next question is all this technology is really hard right now, which is a way to communicate. It's scary and it's not in it's scary to not be able to be with someone when you're telling them serious things because you don't know if they believe you or how they will react. This is, is this what grown-ups have to do all the time? It probably isn't, but you can use emojis to help, I think, right? Yeah. Grown-ups are trying to figure this out as much as kids are. We're used to talking and we talk in a specific way, but when we're messaging, we might actually communicate in a really different way. And it might actually not come across the way that we wanted to. And I think it's a little bit similar to, you know, when you're frustrated sometimes and you might say something and that's not actually what you meant. And so you have to think about it and figure it out later. I think that technology in some ways, because of what's going on, is going to get better because we're going to figure out what's not good enough and we're going to figure out ways so we can communicate even better. So there's things like virtual reality or these Zoom sorts of things that we're doing right now are so much better than it even was a year ago. So I think with this, we're going to try to figure out ways that we can communicate using technology that's more realistic, more like real life and less artificial, which is where some of the problems come from. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Let's see. I can't get this. Before bed can be a scary time. What's your advice for how to put our busy brains to sleep? I mean, I know you can't. They're always working, but how do you give your good, yourself good dreams and not freak out? Sleep is actually a really tough thing. So think about it like going to sleep is like playing a soccer game. You have to actually practice so that you can play really well at the soccer game. It's like you have to practice how to sleep so you can sleep really well. So the first thing is try to do things that actually make you sleepy and not wake you up. So some things are like taking a hot shower three hours before you're going to go to bed. That actually makes your body sleepy. Try not to be on technology or watching TV two hours before you're going to go to sleep because that actually wakes your brain up. The other thing you can try to do is read a book that you know kind of makes you calm or makes you kind of sleepy or have a warm glass of milk. That actually helps you sleep. The next thing is that if you're in bed and you're not falling asleep for a while, it might be time to get up and do something that makes you tired. Because if you go to sleep and you can't fall asleep, you're actually 
doing practice to train your brain to think, mm, I don't need to sleep in bed. So it's actually going to do whatever you teach it to do. So if you can't fall asleep in bed for a long time, get up, maybe go to a chair in your room, pick out like a textbook, like a math textbook and start to read it. Do something really boring. And then when your body's super, super tired, try to get back to sleep. And then the other thing is make your bed super, super comfy. You don't want to be too hot, but you don't want to be too cold. Make sure that your pillows are really, really comfy. And then some people, it's really useful to have certain noises or sounds that you use right before you're going to go to bed because that actually makes your brain sleepy. I have a white noise that I use every night and not anyone in my family feels baby-ish about it. And I also have a monitor, which is actually pretty darn baby-ish. Oh, I think that's okay. But then always remember that what you dream is actually what happened during the day. So the more happy times that you can have during the day or even happy stories that you can read to yourself before bed actually helps you have good dreams. Yeah, I, I sometimes have really weird dreams after I read Harry Potter. They're actually pretty weird. And um, last night, I was watching a little bit of Harry Potter for the movie, and it, we didn't get to any scary parts, so I had a good night's sleep. But I can't remember the dream that I had, but it was weird because, like, I was watching something about something weird. Yep. The wizarding world, if you don't understand it, can be kind of cuckoo. It can be kind of weird, yeah. Maybe someday you can study dreams. They're actually really interesting. Good idea. Yeah. My teacher, Miss Rose, has us do a meditation every morning that says, may you be healthy, may you be peaceful, may you be kind, may you be mindful and full of love. I really like this because it makes me feel happy, and it's something I get to do with my friends and teacher, even if it's over the computer right now. Maybe other kids and other families might want to do this, too. I think so. I think... Every day, we really need to try to do things that make us happy, but also healthy emotionally. So I think it's really important to try to find one thing every day that brings you joy or happiness. Plan to do it, even though it's really, really small. But then when you finish it, you feel like you did something really good for yourself. And then the other thing is try to find one thing that you can do to be kind to someone else. This is a tough time and helping someone to be happy emotionally also make us happy because we're trying to help other people through this time. And then always focus on what you have. Be appreciative, right? You have a healthy and warm, safe home that you can be with your friends or your family or whoever you live with and try to find some peace while you're there. So that quiet time that we talked about, I think if you focus on being kind to yourself, other people, focusing on what you have and what you're grateful for, and then finding some quiet time for calm every day can really help during this time. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Ritz. That what a great job. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great job. Health is everything. Health is everything. La salud lo es todo. La santé est tout. Health is everything. Health is everything.
Thank you for listening to Health is Everything, no kidding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe, share it with a friend, or rate it on Apple Podcasts. You can follow the Emory University Center for the Study of Human Health at Emory CSHH on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next time!